0: Welcome back to Flex We are having some weird technical difficulties. So if we cut out and in, I apologize. I'll try and make sure everything is in un- unison. In unison. Um, it's,
1: just, it's just
0: having a dandy time. Yeah, I don't know why. My computer's been fine ever <laughs> since we upgraded it. And it's just, uh, it's okay. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Uh, with that being said, I do want to say thank you everyone again for joining us and being part of our podcast thank you for everyone who's supporting us via patreon and such yeah i think that's about it (laughs) i have some big news that's going to be starting in june and i will post it
1: in june yeah it's june armin doesn't know it okay cool yes armin does not know it no i don't
0: but it has nothing to do with the podcast. It's just big news in my life. Okay. Um, so, bruh. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'll probably tell Armin off air, but then I'll make you guys wait because right. well, I don't really like that. Well, fuck you. Um, well, fuck you too. Um, Never mind. I won't tell you. Church. Oh, bruh. You got to tell me this shit. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the podcast. So? It has to do with your life. Yes, but it's a good thing. It's a fun thing. Okay. Trust me. It's nothing bad. Okay. Uh, with that being said, though, I will say so, hey, again thank you and please join us on facebook and twitter to see our post i try to post uh the reading i know i do a very bad job at it but i try to do my best uh with that being said though we hope everyone's having a great day yeah yeah and if you're not well you should be now because you're listening to
1: us so you're just listening to do dumb asses, act like they know what they're talking about oh yeah always yeah.
0: And without me, let to let Armin take it away because he just read the section maybe thirty minutes ago.
1: Less, I literally finished it at one fifty three. It is currently two ten. Yep. See. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> let me say, guys, let Armin take it away. Go ahead. Bud. all
1: right. Honestly, this will probably be a short one. There's not much to actually talk about here. Like this is just a fairly, fairly like plot. Finally, a plot-driven section um, where like it's just mostly about plot developments and information. So like, there's honestly not too much to talk about. So we'll keep this one pretty short but we are starting off with chapters 47 and 48 souls of stone hands of a warrior now one little thing before we get into the big like the meat of this section is it's just this little weird thing that caught my mind it's like what why doesn't ormus want to hold on to the faith of aragon's mother anymore like, he held on to it for brahm for like 20 years and like okay. i it doesn't seem like i'm just done with this shit i don't want really to carry it anymore Like when you give Lydia your follower or something to carry, but like, sorry, Skyrim reference. We're going to have a lot of those. I did, not, I did but
0: not catch that one. Who? Come on. Lydia. Oh, Lydia. I heard linear. I was like, oh. "What the fuck is Lydia? Okay, I mean,
1: that makes more sense. Lydia, Fairly yes. linear character as well, but still. Anyway, regardless. Oh, yeah, fair. Everyone, everyone in that fucking game no, is not if you, Not if you bought it,
0: which I do. Uh-huh. All right, you tech-savvy motherfucker and Whatever.
1: I'm not, dude. You just have to click like two buttons. It's not that. That's show. true. Well, you also have to already, click
0: two buttons on a computer that is able to do it.
1: Okay, fair, but still,
0: <laughs> I offered to mod your game.
1: Anyway, no, um, I never will mod. I never will mod a game. Yes, oh, trust me, you will. All I have to oh, do really? is install one graphics pack, and you will never go back. Really?
0: You say that, and you know what? Red and I do every time where he's in town. We go back to a PlayStation Two, and we play Battlefront. We played okay, the okay. shitty James Bond. shooters never has problems. Okay,
1: First-person shooters are much different from Skyrim. We go racing? Once again, different from Skyrim. It's, it's an open-world bu- RPG.
0: I played open-world RPG for the Bounty Hunter Star, Star Wars game. That's a third-person view, too. Sorry. What game? Bounty. It's uh, when you get to play Jango Fett and get to be you like a bounty, bounty, bounty
1: hunter. In Battlefront?
0: No, no, no. In Star Wars. It's a whole different game. called Star Wars Bounty. And
1: you weren't even born in the nineties. Get out of them. And
0: <laughs> like, let's be honest, you, i'm have like a thirty-year-old soul anyway. I might as well be in from the nineties. Honest.
1: Both of us, as many people have attested, are closer to seventy-year-old souls, not thirty. But <sighs>
0: that's
1: fine. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway, regardless, I don't know what the fuck Chip's talking about. If y'all do, good for y'all. If you do, you um, should
0: know because it's a badass video
1: game. That, and PS2s uh, are great.
0: And we always go back and play
1: the Wii. Don't come okay, at me with that Wii, on That's fair. Dude, I'll come it, back with you anyway because, once again, Wii shit is different. Fine,
0: fine, fine.
1: come are talking with Lydia Skyrim here.
0: Linear fucking characters.
1: Go. Okay. Alright, alright. <sighs> anyway. I just, it, this, this little thing with Ormus struck me as a little weird because he's been holding on to it for 20 years for Brum, and then Eragon asked him if he could hold on to it as well, and Ormus goes, no. You don't. I'll not do that again.
0: Armin, sorry. Armin, you are smart. No, you are very smart. Everyone can attest to this in this podcast. They don't have to meet you and listen to the podcast. They know you're a pretty smart person. I'm good at sounding intelligent. And this is very sound intelligence. This is called foreshadowing. Armin. I I even have a prediction on this one.
1: Let me finish the sentence. I was going to get there. No, you're done. Die, dude! Come on, I was gonna get there. <sighs> Although the romance between Ormus and Aragorn's mother would be terrible, or family members actually.
0: Eh. Wait, continue. What were we get? Hold on. What were you gonna say?
1: I was gonna insinuate that Ormus didn't want to hold on to the faith because it was too like emotionally painful for him to do so, and he didn't want to do it anymore for some connection that he has with Aragorn's mother. But. You're trying really hard not to laugh at me right now. I don't fucking know. It's just weird. Arvin, Arvin, you're killing me, buddy. You're killing me. You're killing me even more because you're you're insinuating something that I can't...
0: I'm not insinuating anything. As soon as I say it, it's going to make complete sense. Okay. But here's the thought process. Shoot. Take Star Wars. We're talking about Star Wars and the connection of this series a lot. Okay. Take the exact connection. The exact storyline we're on. Luke... Goes to Yoda. He goes back to Yoda. What does Yoda do? Which time? The second time. He goes to Yoda the second Yoda time. Yoda
1: fucking dies. I've been saying that this entire time. But that's why he says no.
0: Because he knows he's about uh, to die. That's my thought process on this is that it's foreshadowing. Okay, no, he... hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't act like that. It's just. shit's
1: Come on it's very obvious no no
0: no, why no, would, no. Okay, I, I, no no okay no, right? the reason i say that is because if you're going to come back at me and say that with what you're saying why would he hold on to it for Brom? if Brahm was his actual like first mentee or like that first but like he was the mentee first prior to aragon and so if okay. Brom came back there's no reason why he would not hold on to it because they're all family there's no reason at
1: all i know that's what that's what the, that's why I'm, okay that's why i was saying that this shit is weird although there is as much merit for him knowing that he's going to die and not keeping it which is also a weird thing like why if he knows he's gonna die like he would just tell aragon he's gonna go into combat and therefore it might get broken there too because that's the only reasoning aragon has for not wanting to hold on to it like that's just like there's as much like there's that yes uh, first of all, I predicted that Ormiz is going to die. I yes, I'm saying so. that's I, true. You did a like, while back, so like a very long time yes. ago. Yes, I, I've once already predicted that. And two, like there's as much merit to that being the reason why he doesn't take the fair. As they he don't make up this bullshit else. about the fucking mother. <laughs> I don't know if it's about the mother. I was just throwing something out there. I'm not making that a. Prediction. You throw a lot of things out of there.
0: Throw that one out the window.
1: Yes, we can throw out that one window. out the window. Out the
0: window. Out the window. The window. Continue. Do- Yes, he doesn't want to hold it to the at the
1: too, like Fred, That makes like that makes no sense. Why Mine makes he not want to hold on to if He's does. going to die. It makes more sense because he already knows he will die,
0: and like probably fairly soon, as we both want to know and predict, and like knowledgeably. Okay. So
1: therefore, like, why would he so not let Aragorn take the Fereth off his corpse? I don't know. Like, also, also, if he's going to, first of all, if he's going yeah. to die, like he doesn't keep the Faireth on him. He had it on him because he was gonna give it to Erica. He could just keep it in a chest in his fucking house. All right, that's fair. Like what? Like, dude. All right, fine.
0: Fine. I hear you. I'm still sticking with my thing, but I hear you. Yours does make sense also. Oh my god. I'm just saying. The whole mother shit, that's just dumb. Yeah. You make a lot of dumb predictions, Armin. Come on. it
1: wasn't even a prediction. I was just like, oh no, you make a lot of random.
0: For why it's weird. Weird analysis? analyzes analyses. Analysize? Let's call them tangents. You make some very weird tangents. Right? I do, I do, and that's that like, like I the said, dumbest I, ones. I don't think that. Maybe. And granted, saying, if, if you're right and I'm wrong, I might just
1: be done with the podcast, and I'll let Red take over. And Red no, will be. Please don't podcast. let Red take over. Yeah. Please don't Red. If this happened with me and Red, Red would never even admit that he was wrong.
0: That's true. Sounds no, like a brother your brother read more alike than we think? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, All right, <clears throat> I know we're on a time crunch here. Sorry, everyone. Armin's being a little wuss and has to leave
1: for work oh for my an appointment. God. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, anyway, anyway, regardless. That shit was weird. We'll no probably worries. come back to that later. Yep. We'll get some cool lore about the Dragon Souls, the, uh, the El Denari. And I also wrote, cue the Dragonborn theme music um When we're talking about all the dragon souls, <laughs> like, think, um, so does this?
0: Do you know what this reminds me of? What? And I know this is very—they're not—they're not similar at all. But for some reason, when it not we talk about the souls, of all the Eldinari's that Galbatorix has, right? It reminds me of like, yeah, the place in Harry Potter where they keep all the prophecies. Like that's what I imagine a vault okay. looks like for him. For some that's reason. fair.
1: I can see that. That makes sense. So, I think that's all. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. No, you're good. I just thought, like, what if this episode was just any singular thing that either of us said, the other one just yells at the other one, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> Obviously, I that agree would be with an that. Episode. That's a cool depiction, but if that was an episode where just every single word that came out of one of our mouths, or every idea that came out of one of our mouths, the other would just yell, you're fucking dumb. That would be, um, that would be an episode. Yeah, that would be very funny. As if we don't do that already. But no. anyway, yeah, anyway, no, I see that. That's some cool imagery. But like the lore about it, this is definitely some end game stuff. Although it confuses me as to where the line, because you know, with Sloan, we were insin- insinuating that Aragorn's discoveries into true names and the bindings of true names with Murtog was where it would be some like end game shit, some like some like final plot point shit. So I'm interested to see how that will tie in with the Elden- with the Eldenari. If, like, you can okay. gain control of one by learning the dragon's true name, I, I don't really know. I, oh. We're definitely going to get some, like, stuff on that. But I'm interested to see how those two, like, true names and Eldenari tie into, tie into each other. Like, okay. that, that interests me in sort of where we're going to go with that. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure we'll get 200 pages on it um in the next book. But anyway, <clears throat> there's not many in terms of, like, analysis here or predictions. It's like, this was like a big thing that they've been hinting at for a while. You know how I was saying that four missing later have a big secret? Mm-hmm. It appears, appears, <clears throat> appears that this is the big secret um, that they've been hiding. It's just one of I them. Mean, it's a pretty big one. Your dragons have removable souls. I think but it's a pretty big one. It is. It's a very big one. I mean, they, they emphasize the importance of it. Although, fair. And this is also a big way that Galvatore's been getting his power, which I do need once to acknowledge. This has been a big question we've been asking for a very long time. Um, this is how he's even growing more powerful. And we get the answer right here. And honestly, Aragon's reaction to that is a lot more like, eh, OK, than I expected. Yeah. You know, like, but anyway, discovery is discovery. But regardless, in terms of this, the secret, I don't think we're done with gladiator and Ormus yet. I'm definitely seeing the sort of like Obi Wan Kenobi, master goes out and fights and dies to like for some ulterior purpose of the student uh, in the in the episode four New Hope. Um, so I think, like, I think a lot
0: of this in my head looks um, as it's not Star Wars. It is another uh, like very similar storyline in terms of like a mentor has like one last thing that they need to let their mentee know.
1: It ah. is a common trope, yeah. Okay, okay, That's not trying. Like, it was. is that, yeah. That is a fairly like it, that is a pretty common trope to have. And yeah. also remember, like a lot of the media that you and I have, inter- excuse me, that you and I have interacted with happened after Palin wrote this. That's true. So like we we can like call this common, we can call this commonplace all we want, and it is a trope that's been used very commonly. But I mean, this was written before a lot of the stuff that you and I are familiar with. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I do think we need to bring up every now and then. Um, yes, it's not that, but we think probably need copied people. No, see a lot of people most likely copied him. Yeah, and um, vice
0: versa. I mean, a lot of things
1: yeah.
0: occurred. Like, I mean, there's there's because there's a reason this is a trope. It's because it works. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's, it's like, a trope a because it
1: works and because people enjoy it and it's right. good literary structure. Yeah, and like so, it's a good basic authors, authors, beggars and thieves, always. Yep. But um anyway. I don't think we're quite done. I think Ormis and glader are gonna have a final stand in this book and that'll probably be the big plot point at the end Mm of it Uh, we can chalk that up to a to a um prediction if you want although i think it might already be uh, oh they'll either die or betray aragon so i've already got it up yeah i think you already got it right there um oh and we do okay actually i would say that two of my predictions have been confirmed by the end of the section but we'll get to that oh okay um so Anyway, they also, moving on a bit from the uh, section about the Ildinari, they ask about Angela and Selimbum. finally. Like they finally ask somebody about them, although the answer is as infuriatingly vague and not an answer as everything else about them. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, good. Maybe ormus might have something about Angela, aside from yeah. the fact that she's been to Elsmera and she's an interesting woman.
0: Yeah. Come we already on. know those things they really they but i, I do want to know what she went by if
1: she didn't go by angela yes
0: but like say. still yeah. if you could have told us that you i don't told just us anything
1: any a singular more piece of information would have made me want more but still would have been more gratifying than just uh yeah, uh. yeah. and then someone's advice <sighs> i find it far more interesting that orvis knows nothing about Solomon's Solomon's advice he's never even heard of the vault of souls he has no knowledge of a weapon under the no tree which we do figure out later yeah and he vaguely remembers the other thing but like the stone of i can't remember the last one he vaguely remembers it, but he doesn't know where it's from which seems a little bs but like whatever yeah he's old i get it but um <laughs> <laughs> but um uh i mean who am i to talk i forget shit i forgot <laughs> we were recording today that's true. So like yeah um Anyway, I think, like, it's interesting that they ask about that stuff. It's even more interesting that Ormus doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. And he does, like, say, like, look, first of all, this doesn't have to be true. You know, I feel like you've been taking this as gospel truth. And so so far, everything has been true. Mm -hmm. There's, like, you know, banking on this to be true, whether you act on it or not, it's going to become true. So you shouldn't really worry about it. Yeah, I feel like it's like it's a pretty healthy approach to prophecies.
0: <laughs> I think like, so. I think I think it's one of those things yeah. where it's just like I think of it as any fortune telling, any story, or any yeah. prophecy of anything. You know, it's when we go back to Star Wars, and you can see. I mean, yes, it ends up being true, and everything. Like the prophecy of, well, no, actually, it, it doesn't end up being true. With when Luke is training with Yoda in the, in the first time, right, and he goes into that cave of darkness, and Darth Vader walks out. Yeah, and he cuts off the face, and he sees his own face in the mask. I mean, I get uh, like there's a reason why he sees his own face because he's like the son. But like the point is, is that I think I feel like that was like that's supposed to be like a prophecy or a foretelling yeah. that he was yeah. supposed to go dark, and that I would never disagree. Occurs,
1: you know, I would disagree that that was a prophecy. That's that was more symbolic of him facing his fears oh, and yeah. his biggest fear of being the one being that he turns dark or that he falls. Okay. Okay. Um, that's okay. definitely I definitely wouldn't call that a prophecy in terms of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> It's definitely like a, uh, um, I forgot the term, that actually, that idea of going to a place to face your, like a physical embodiment of your fears is actually um, ancient. It's, um, okay. and the clearest example of this, I forgot the actual name, but um, Spartans used to do that in ancient Greece, essentially what they believed was like a cave of fear in lore, once again, lore. Um, not sure if this actually happened, but it was devoted to the gods um Phobos and Demos, Fear and Panic Mm -hmm. that would essentially go in there and uh return, believe there was an altar to Aries, the war god in there. It's like sort of it's like a training ritual to physically face your fears. Now, obviously, we don't know if that actually happened, but that actually the idea of doing so goes back a very long time, which is interesting. It's also another reason why it's a trope. But that is cool. All right. Um, anyway, digression aside. we don't know what the fuck, Solombo and Angela. We still don't know. I feel like that just sums <laughs> up just their entire up. existence until like the very end of the Fork, the Witch, and the Worm. Um,
0: <laughs> but or the fifth book he's yeah. writing.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Ormus promises to grant Aragon one wish or one like thing that he'll teach him in its entirety. Yeah, which is a little foolish, but like I get it would you realize, at first I was like, is he really going to go about summoning spirits? Like, are we really going here with this? And then yeah. the enormous refused. But my sort of just reaction there was just sort of like, summon spirits? Really? Like, I'd imagine he'd want to summon like his mother, or Garrow, or uh, Bram in particular, or maybe even Morrison. Yeah. Which I guess would help them fight Galbatorix. But like, I don't know. I feel like there'd part be other Harmy, things to ask about.
0: Harvey wonders if, because he says something in this, which which makes me... And granted, maybe I read it wrong. I gotta go back and reread it. But I thought he Ormus said something along the lines of spirits and shades, and how all writers or all shades were a writer at one point.
1: No, he says shades never been a writer. Okay, sorry. Okay, so yeah.
0: never been a writer, which makes a lot more sense to me now. Yeah. But what and is he says is that, is that the the spirits with this? I think it goes back to why the fuck were there spirits in the forest when he and Arya were traveling, and why mm-hmm. they make him feel a certain way. And mm. if I remember correctly, he, they made him feel good. Like they didn't make him feel anything, but like, not necessarily like happy, but they didn't make him. Does that make sense? I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense. I honestly
1: forgot about that section until you brought it up. Um, okay. Cause I remember so him laughing so about how they felt in terms of
0: being like tickled or tickling or something. But yeah. and, and all in all, I thought it had something to do with just making them feel good about life and such. Point is, hmm. is that maybe it's not necessarily a person spirit that he wants to receive or cast or whatever but he wants to receive or he wants to be able to control those of like fear and those of danger if that makes sense taking yeah. almost taking a spirit as an emotion i know they're not because spirits fair. are beings in theory but the point is is that let's say spirits were an emotion
1: and he wants to be able to control that fair although i, I definitely think like if he was going to summon them he'd definitely try to go for brown
0: oh yeah easily
1: um, but I do. I think Ormus puts a much bigger emphasis on like vengeful spirits and violent ones that would try to take him over. And he does emphasize like a shade rider combination would be terrifying. Oh, like if yeah. one took him over, it would be absolutely done. Like the world would be done. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But uh, Ormus does shoot that down. I find it interesting. He doesn't grant Aragon's second request either, which is to tell him his true name. And Ormus thinks that he could guess Aragon's true name. Yeah, he and goes I like, think, looks- and then he goes, I'm sure I could. Makes yeah, he does. says, I'm I'm sure I could. The fuck? We're, we're, we're just gonna like pass that all. Like that doesn't bother him. I know. like dude. Like I would be livid. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I, be livid. I'd be fucking scared. Oh but well, like, yeah, that's fair. Like, I didn't yeah, think I about that change, part. Like, dude, if, if Ormus can like, it's like, oh yeah, I could definitely guess it. Yeah. Dude, that means the Galvators can't. Like that. If Orimus thinks that he could most likely guess he could guess it, that means that Galvatorus can guess it. I'm what sorry, like what do you yes. think of it is? Aragon's true name? I really hope we learn it. Yeah, we Aragon. definitely will. Like there, there's yeah. no way we'll go through this series without learning his true what name. What do you think it is? I don't know. Like, come
0: on, you know Aragon enough. We see how. see mine is either stupidity or angsty. And those two words might be able to be his true name.
1: Fair. I would just say mostly just (laughs) his true name would just be a head up ass. (laughs) um, That'd be it. Um, No. He doesn't do anything dumb until the next chapter, although that wasn't his fault. That was also fear.
0: Oh, yeah, that was also fear.
1: um, Anyway. Ormus, we're just going to pass that one up and that doesn't freak everyone out. It just doesn't bother him. And nobody thinks, like, oh, we should go to the likes to protect that because Galvatork could definitely learn it. Right. But, and, and a part of me wonders if, like, so th-
0: there's a spell that Galvatorix has cast upon his own name, or yeah. or it, even the true names of the Forsworn. There's, there's a cast. There's a spell cast upon him where you can read it, but you never remember it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah. a part of me wonders, like, could they not? Could he not do that to help protect Aragon? Like, is that not something he's willing to help him with? At all.
1: I would I assume they'd be more worried about that, but okay. Yeah. All right. Um ends up teaching the spell the trent to like teleport things, which is cool. Like it's like the transfer of the flash thing that Arya does. I feel like once again, like I'm sure that'll come in hand. Like I'm absolutely positive that'll be the thing that comes back later in a way that we didn't see coming because that's a perfect trope that all fantasy loves to do.
0: Well, my thought process is that he's gonna do the exact same shit that Arya did with the
1: with yes. egg, like if he gets yes. in
0: hand with the green egg or whichever yeah. egg is last he will he'll do it too
1: sure although like couldn't Arya have taught him that yeah but i don't think he
0: i think there's a big unspoken rule about who can teach what or who should That's teach fair. what and i'm That's not saying fair. that Arya doesn't have the ability to teach and help but i think there's a big especially with the agreements that have been made in the past between the varden and the elves is that Ormis, if, if it was a human writer, brahm would train, and then, or it was a Varden person, human more so. The you know brahm would train him to begin with, and then give him and send him to the elves. So I think, I don't think, I think there's a, like almost an unspoken rule where it has to be ormus to teach him.
1: I mean, fair, but like fuck unspoken rules. Like the world's ending. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's fair. anyway. Um Sloane is back. We get a reference to him. He's in Ellis Mera, which I did appreciate actually. I did, too. I, do, I do appreciate the plot point of Sloan. Um I, I hope he, he goes and sees him. I <laughs> uh, mean too. I hope that he goes and sees him before he leaves. Um I do like the fact that Sloan's not healed yet. Like that's just realistic. Like it takes a lot of time, especially in the position that Sloan was in and the sort of conditions Eric got put on him. Um and the elves know of it. It's a good combination. And I do, I just want to say, like, I do oh my fucking God one of my favorite points about this whole book yeah honestly one of the only parts that i've had no problems with that i've actually really appreciated is the plot point of sloan because it's a great combination of morality and questions of morality of just sort of emotional conflict we don't get a lot of that here yeah like in terms of emotional conflict morality and plot actual plot because it does tie into the thing about true names and about being the possibility of changing them, it's important to the end game plot. It's important to the reader's investment in emotional depth. It adds emotional depth, which we don't get a lot of, or at least have as of late. And it is a moral question. So I've really appreciated the sort of the depth of that, of the whole line of Sloan. It's been it's stood out as opposed to the rest of the actions that have happened in this book. Yeah. Now moving on to chapter forty nine, the Tree of Life. Can we go a section without something dumb happening? No. No,
0: is the answer. Unless you really want to read, like, a page. And then there, I still can't guarantee you something dumb. Okay. All
1: right. Before we get into the meat of this, first of all, Runon, I probably butchered that name, but the smith, I get the arguments convincing that, hey, the world's ending and all that stuff, but, like, she broke her oath really quick. He's like... I mean, I get it. Like, hold yeah. on. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's like, you know. But like, if you vow to never, like, I, I think that vow would be a bit more serious in terms of, like, what Aragorn's going to become afterwards. Because, like, when he was making his soul speech, that was the exact thing I was thinking of. It was just like, if I was her, my counter to this would be, okay, yes, but what happens after you defeat him? Yeah. Do you just become the next one? Because Aragorn's actions with the Minoah tree would really be a red flag in that. Oh, yeah. Like, would be a massive red flag for what he's going to become after they okay. defeat Galvatorx, okay. i would be so much more worried about that than any yeah. of the characters in the book are that would freak me the hell out that would be like if i saw like what they did to the tree to get the metal to get the sword to defeat galvatore i'd be like ah hell nah nah y'all ain't doing this yeah like go find your sword somewhere else motherfucker like but yeah I, the argument's convincing. There's not really a choice, obviously, in terms of plot. She can't refuse to make the sword. We need the sword, and the book's ending. Yeah, but like she, she broke that. She broke that shit <laughs> off quick for a vow she's kept for hundreds of years. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Passing thought: the tree won't dare attack you when you have a dragon. Is before ha! they go to the tree the first time? It's like, are, are you serious? You really? Yeah. That's what you're going with. You are a speck of dust compared to that tree. That tree does not give a fuck about you. It'll, it's will it been there millennia before you. It'll be there millennia after you die. And you're supposed to be immortal. Holmes, the tree does attack you later on. And if I was that tree, I would have torn them to bits. But we'll get into that later. Um, I don't know how much later we need to go to
0: before we get into no, it.
1: No. Safira. <sighs> Attacks the tree. Now, Aragon, we can't blame Aragon for being dumb here because Aragon has nothing to do with this. Nope. Saphira just starts pulling bark off the tree and trying to burn. The fuck? Saphira. Saphira, Z- 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 and Saphira's like, I'm a dragon. I will not be ignored by a tree. I think we need to acknowledge that that tree is the just arcane being of this forest that's been around since the world began. Yeah, it's a human person within that tree. Yeah. Elven person within that tree. Like, it's like, okay. So the tree immobilized them. It's like, what are your names? Tree's like, all right, then die well. Yes. This kid interrupts the tree. (laughs) (laughs) The tree's telling them (laughs) that they could go fuck off and die. It's like, do you seriously (sighs) have the audacity to interrupt the tree saying, I'm not done yet? When the tree's like, Die well, bitches. Yes. Hey he does. Did you seriously he interrupts the tree? When the tree is like, okay, Aragon Shade Slayer and Saphira, Bright Scales die well. I'm not done yet. We're calling other things. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Give me a vote. <laughs> oh my god. The tree, for better or for worse, grants it. <sighs> And makes, just to recap plot, before I completely lose my shit. The tree gives them the, uh, what is it, the bright steel? Yep. And um, it says it'll take what it wants. We don't know if the tree took what it wants. We don't even know what the tree wants. And there's an ominous thing of, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. I think we might be fucked later on if we survive (laughs) Galvatore. It's like, yeah, no shit. Um, But Okay, is it just me? Is this just me, or does it seem like a terrible idea to fuck with arcane powers that you have no idea about?
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Armin. I think that's a great
1: idea to do. I knew you were going to say that because of it's just because it's you. I cannot be the only person that thinks that this is a shit idea.
0: No, it like, is a shit idea. Hence why I would do it, but it is a shit idea. Th- it's, here's, here's my thought process. You for this one? This is going all to be right. out there. This is going to be like one of your go for uh, tangents. Oh, boy.
1: Right? Oh, my God. Go for it. I might break this microphone, but go for it.
0: Aragon and Sephira decide that they are more important than a tree that's been there for thousands of years, as we have stated before, and we'll keep on stating. That's also going to be the millennia afterwards. And so, therefore, why not give everything and all they could do to get what they wanted even if they're going to die because even if they don't have what they actually want they would die anyway and so therefore
1: that's why it's okay to fuck with the tree okay f- fair but first of all you cannot convince me that they couldn't have done something else to get the tree's attention what what would she do just roar as loud as she could not, not saying that anything not proposing anything that they could have done differently but I feel like they could have taken more drastic measures. Like Aragon could have made a like offering, Sephira could have made an offering, like or at least like something more than just like, "Hey, I'm gonna touch you, tree, and send you some energy." It's just, it's just so dumb, so dumb. I get this it, is, I get sorry. it. Sorry, this is I, I have I have beef with this. I get it. It has to happen. There has to be something. Well, first of all, why can't the bright steel be anywhere else? Like, I get that that's part of the prophecy, but still, it could have been anywhere else. Like, Palady was in full control of that. Um, second of all, this is my, my last beef with this, is that we just finished an absolutely useless plot point that lasted an entire book and a half, which was the star that Sephira had to fix because they fucked up. We have one book left, and we just started another plot point that they're going to have to fix because they were dumb. And a major one where they once again fucked with something they didn't need to fuck with. And it has no effect on what's going to happen. All this fuckery okay, needs one, to stop. Like it just one, needs to go down. Know, this yeah. one might. This one might deal with it. But I don't think. It just Yeah. It's just, it's. I'm too pissed off to go on. That's honestly. That's it. That's it. That's all it. I've got. That that's about all I've got because um, when, when nothing else happens in this section like they're they're just worried that the tree's going to come after them. If I was a tree, I wouldn't have let them keep talking. If Erica nope, talking I would have killed them. I would have I would like have smacked the little yeah. shit out of them. But
0: I would have been like a whopping willow from
1: Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I done. that would have been that would have pissed me the fuck off. But um, anyway, anyway, I think it's just very, very yeah. funny. <sighs> yeah, that's it, people. That's that's about all. I, I know it's got. a super short
0: episode, but that's it because yeah. that just sucked.
1: Yep. All right. And
0: there's a lot of other things that need to be said in terms of and need to be resolved. And that's not going to happen to a book four, such as who the fuck Angela is still, yep. why the fuck is deep, why we only allow him to summon um, spirits, and what does this tree want?
1: Yeah. Cool. We've just added three more things um, to the list. And also, out. my prediction by the end, Brisinger, Aragon will retrieve the weapon from under the Minoa tree. Check. The weapon under the no tree is not a physical weapon. Check. Fair enough. That's a wrap. <laughs> Take care, y'all.
0: Flights to Allegazia is produced by Chip and Arm. Hosted by Chip and Arm. Created by Chip and Arm. Edited by Chip. Music is by Oscar Carbazon. Website is by Chip. Illustrations are by Bertie Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.